0: Hello and welcome to Fearless Living. I am your host, Christy Cash, and you are listening to an episode on one of my favorite topics in relationship to self-directed education, intention-setting In our house, the way that we approach self-directed education centers a lot around setting intentions. So what that means is um, that you sort of declare what you want to spend your time on or what you intend to spend your time on. And I just, there are several reasons why that has been a home run for us. So, to sort of back backtrack a few steps, when you get into the idea or you start like saying in your family, okay, we're going to do self-directed education. There are some things that happen like you lose externally applied structure most of the time. And that can be initially very uncomfortable. It can be an act of bravery to allow yourself to kind of go into this way of being without structure. For instance, um, let's say that you're like, okay, we're not going to go to typical schooling anymore. We're going to do something at home. So the next decision point might be, we're going to have curriculum or we're not going to have curriculum. And sometimes um, a person might say, well, if I have curriculum, it's gonna keep me on track. and I'm gonna have feedback and benchmarks. Okay, that can be your choice. But if you decide to go a step beyond that and say, well, we're not going to have curriculum, we're going to um, rely on experiential learning and project-based learning as it happens and facilitate self-directed experiences, then you might find yourself in a little bit of a quandary. And you certainly could find yourself in a situation where fear could grow because there isn't anyone telling you what life is supposed to be like. That may sound initially like a great deal of fun, but when you make that decision, the next feeling you have is this crushing weight of responsibility because you realize oh there's literally no one I can call and complain about if my child isn't performing the way I thought that they should perform now I will tell you all of that ends up going out the window all of it you don't need to call anybody you don't want to call anybody because you actually end up getting to know your child and your child shows you the human being they are going to be in this world so there are tons of like steps that I'm skipping because the de-schooling process is sort of going through that, us prying our precious little parental fingers away from the feedback addiction that we have, that how are things supposed to be? What am I how am I doing as a parent based on how my child is doing? All of that goes away. But I'm what I'm telling you is the way, sort of the Tarzan rope that you swing over the canyon with. Why did that Anyway, let's not overthink that. Your rope, your lifeline is intention setting. okay so here's how that works day to day if you are a very creative sort of outside of the box thinker somebody who like as an adult i would have to say that i and my husband are both kind of people that we like to kind of we like to set our own intentions for our lives and like the upside is you get some cool things you don't expect if that's cool to you the downside is if you're very creative you can sort of find yourself wandering from interest to interest and not being anchored in anything and i could find i have frequently found myself sort of uh having like this feeling of like floating not really floating i don't have like an inner ear disorder or anything like that i'm just saying that like I might feel like my day or my week doesn't have any handles to it and that can make me feel anxious so I use the anchor of intentions intentions are designed for me being a very creative person uh, to have a little anchor into myself and sort of stating what I want out of the day and then they do something very cool and different for our children So children, when they learn to set intentions and they learn to state the power they have over the day, because that's what's happening when they state an intention, it's basically saying, let me state the power I have over my heart and my mind today and what I would like to see out of it. Like you, they are giving themselves, you're all giving yourself permission to have an opinion, to have a thought, to have a desire about the day, to have an interest to um, to do something or to think about doing something. And that even when you state it, just the stating of it, not even the doing it of it, gives you a sense of power over the day. And that has taken some practice. So what we have now done... Um, First of all, with our the Agile Learning Center that we attend, Rivers and Roads, um, intentions that we learned the practice of intention setting from them, and we carried it to our house, and it's changed. As for me, I've only been a stay-at-home mom for two years. I always worked. I was always the one setting intentions for like everyone around me, and when no one or nothing was there to drive it, it was a little bit. I guess, of a floundering experience in some ways, and I had to get used to it. So now setting intentions for myself every school year, every semester, every time I get that feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what direction I'm going. Taking a moment to set the intentions is great. And we learned also from our ALC about having meetings. So Jackson and I When we're kind of at the outset of a school, say, hey, let's have a meeting, whether it's a week or a month or some kind of period where you just you just kind of feel like you need it. Hey, it's been a long time since we've had a meeting. Let's talk about our intentions. And so we'll sit down with a piece of paper and we'll both talk about our intentions and write them down. And I don't even like. Oftentimes we never even refer back to it, but somehow, and maybe it's just for me, and maybe that's enough. But just having like heard my son's intentions and know it reminds me that I can trust him and then maybe I don't know I want I want to know what his experience is too I I hope he has a good experience with us in our intention setting at different points in time but I am happy that he tells me what his intentions are and I am honored to try to like use my adult powers to bring those things to him so he can he can like do those things. So having intention setting time, whenever you think you need it, you can define what that is, or your kids can help you define what it is. It's really, really cool. Okay, so setting intentions is a habit to build as an adult, yay, as the parent, as the mom or dad. But I want to tell you a really cool moment when I realized that that skill of setting intentions totally transferred to my child and that he is taking leadership for it now. So Jackson now has quite a bit of experience with meetings and setting intentions and changing his mind about things and so it's really been wonderful to watch him become comfortable with having his own say like he feels very very comfortable having his own say into how the day goes so what he's begun doing some evenings is saying hey mom what are we gonna do tomorrow and it does start with him asking me a question but I have learned that what he really wants me to do is ask him I don't know what do you want to do tomorrow he wants to be asked so that he can say oh, I want to watch a morning movie and then finish that video we were watching and draw in your 1,000 things to draw book. And he has things that he wants to do. He wants to make a black forest cake or he wants to make homemade ice cream. And what a treasure trove when at first, I mean, it took us a while to get to the point where he was... Saying, hey, I want to interact with my world. I have opinions how I want to do it. And I want to talk to you and include you on that. And I know that you're my facilitator. And it was a really, really cool moment. And they've been repeating. So it's been really, really cool. Um, We actually got out an index card. He went and got a pencil and an index card. And we wrote down our intentions for the following day and the next day we we followed some of the list not all of it and i do want to point out setting intentions and having a list doesn't mean you have to do it in fact because in self-directed education everything is a learning opportunity if you have something on the list you can Practice changing your mind. You can practice having a new opinion about something you had an op- a different opinion about the day before. Learning the life skill of making decisions and then evaluating and then reevaluating and then doing and deciding like those are decisions that really sadly aren't promoted as much as they should be. And so if you make a list if you make an intentions list don't like hold yourself to this standard that it has to be completed there has to be a check mark on every list i remember in my old work life lists and intentions were about looking flashy and they were about showing off and um making everyone be impressed with you and This is not, setting intentions is not that at all. In fact, the most flashy, impressive thing that you can do for your child is to give them space to be their true selves. So um, setting the intentions list is merely practicing life choices and decision making in a supportive environment with that, let's get right into our top five right now. So I've had a little trouble doing top five right now recently, because I've kind of been doing just one thing. And that is editing my book that I wrote during, um, or my novel that I wrote during NaNoWriMo this past year, which I've talked about on past episodes. And so right now I'm like just balls deep and like, sentence structure and story structure and how I use way too many freaking words and sentences. And I'm such an amateur writer, but I'm just having such a great time learning it. I'm trying to get it all edited up in time to submit. There's a publisher here in town called Penny Candy Books, and they haven't published a children's novel before that I've seen in their catalog, but there's always a first one and they have an open period where they're accepting non-solicited manuscripts, which means, you know, I don't have an agent and stuff. So I'm planning to get it submitted, so I'm super excited about that. So my top five right now might be a little bit redundant and a little bit literary based, but my top five right now is friends who agree to edit, um, writer's groups, books that are encouraging, Um, tea, which I know was in my top five last time, and finally, like, drawing with crayons. Still love it. So with that, this is our episode for this time, and thank you for joining me, and ta-ta for now. Why? Wow.